Hello and welcome to All Ears on Digital Transformation brought to you by the pack of full funnel implementation experts at Cattle Dog Digital, the leading healers in building tech stack across critical business functions. I'm your host, Sharky or Sarah, and I'm a mum, marketer, salesperson, and I'm a co-founder here at Cattle Dog. Thank you so much for joining us today. And in today's episode, we have amazing Tony Hughes, who has over 35 years of corporate sales and leadership experience across Asia Pacific. He's been a head of sales, a CEO. He is a best-selling author, consultant, keynote speaker, um, and trains the uh, largest organizations in APAC and across the world in how to be uh, tech-powered salespeople. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. Thank you, Sharky, for having me. It's a real honour. Tony, we've had great conversations on the podcast. Um, we spoke uh, once about ensuring tech adoption. Today, I really want to talk about what you are bringing to the world in your new book, Tech Powered Sales. Can you give me the synopsis? Well, we, we know that the future is filled with technology. A lot of jobs have gone away in society and white collar is next. That's, that's pretty daunting. But the truth is um, you can either look at the future in a dystopian way, something like um, Alien or Prometheus, uh, or you can have a utopian view, the bright, shiny Star Trek, Star Wars kind of view, view of the future. And somewhere in the middle is, is what's going to be happening for humanity. But the reality is, for anybody that's in the world of business-to-business selling, there's amazing changes happening. We're, right now, we're in the, the the middle of the fourth industrial revolution, and COVID in 2020, 2021 has been a catalyst for accelerating a whole lot of the change. And for CEOs and boards, you know, they're saying to themselves, this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity for us to drive change we previously might have dared to dream was possible, but now we can see we can do it. There's the opportunity for us at the board level and ownership level to drive down cost to acquire and serve customers and at the same time actually improve the experience that we're providing for our our staff and customers. And it's pretty amazing that using technology you can improve the experience for everybody and also reduce costs at the same time. And there's examples of this around, around for all of us. And the challenge for people in selling is, you know, how do I as a seller or as a sales leader become someone who prospers amidst all of the change rather than someone that becomes a victim of it? And that's in essence what Tech Powered Sales is all about. And it's, um, it's been a wild journey. I've actually co-authored with a gentleman called Justin Michael out of the USA. He is the best brain on the planet when it comes to using tech to drive top of funnel uh, sales opportunity um, creation uh, in B2B environments. He's just incredible. And neither he on his own nor I on my own could have written this book. But the two of us doing this together has created something that I think will blow people's minds. The cyborg. Tell me about the cyborg. Well, we all, we all need to become a little cyborg, right? Because um, the reality is if, if you look at, at, at things like becoming a pilot, and I, I might even back up, a lot of sellers go, oh, but look, you know, I can never be replaced. You know, I provide a relationship. Well, is a relationship what customers really want? You know, I don't, I don't want a relationship with salespeople. I just want to be able to get the thing I want as easily and as cost effectively and with the lowest risk as possible. Um, I'm not after more professional visitors in my life that want to be my friend. 
Um, and I think all of us have had that experience. Um, and if we look at lots of other industries, if you look at law, um, a lot of lawyers' jobs have just disappeared. Um, if you look at mergers and acquisitions when it comes to law, there used to be you know, an army of lawyers would go and look at all of the employment contracts and customer contracts and they do all the due diligence and, you know, r- write up all of these reports and red flag where all the risks were. Now it's two people, right? Yeah, now you just feed all the contracts into scanning or, you know, they're typically already scanned, you know, we just load them into an application with a good algorithm that'll flag all of the risks. Mm. Um, if you look at, at things like even being a pilot, a lot of people don't know this, but in 2020, uh, DARPA, which is the US military's spook arm for creating amazing tech, uh, they used their AI fighter pilot in a dogfight with a real fighter pilot, and the AI fighter pilot won the dogfights five zip in simulators. Wow. Even, even with detuning the AI pilot dramatically to stay well within human limits. Because the truth is, fighter pilots are limited to how many Gs they can pull in an aircraft, and AI is not. So uh, with, within three to five years, there'll be AI fighter pilots. So you think, well, there's nothing more complex than being a fighter pilot. You're making all of these split-second decisions and being creative in how you fly. Tech does it better. Tech does surgery better. It can look at radiography images a whole lot better. Um, so it's not just car driving and truck driving that's going away. Um a lot of selling jobs will disappear. And I predict in the book that this decade, one third of field selling jobs will disappear. Wow. Is one of the things that will happen. So the thing is, how do you become a bit cyborg? How do you take the, the best of being human uh, and augment yourself with the best of technology to become uh, superhuman in the results you can deliver? Absolutely. So short of getting some kind of implant or (laughs) literally (laughs) becoming part cyborg, which I'm proud to say I am, by the way, with my brain shunt. I have my superhuman capability. Um, I can predict the weather with my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, definitely cloudy today. Um, But short of that, how how do you approach becoming tech-powered? Is that something you address in the book? Yes. So the first thing we need to do is all of us have been given tech to use, you know, whether it's our, our multifunction phone, you know, that we're using, whether it's the CRM system that we've been given, you know, everyone's got access to at least free LinkedIn. Um, many of the people listening to this will have LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, maybe you've got uh, an email ma- marketing automation pr- program that you're using. Um, the thing is, get in those platforms and develop your EQ. Uh, we know that everyone needs IQ. To, to do well, you also need EQ, emo- emotional quotient, but you need you need TQ. Um, so understand the technologies and um, get into your CRM system. Figure out how do I build a workflow? How do I build build my own my own dashboards? How do I use the CRM effectively to help me prioritize who I'm going to call, what I'm going to do? How do I install an app exchange thing that'll that'll do my call logging for me, an auto dialer? Um, you know, there's technology that can listen into your phone calls and give you coaching. It can tell you, hey, you know, the, the talk time, the talk ratio between you and your prospect was off. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of technologies that can improve performance. So look at what you've been given and start to optimise it and become the best user of the technology in your organisation. But I hear salespeople go, but I'm not a system administrator. I'm not technical. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I've had salespeople say to me, look, do you want me to fill in the CRM or do you want me to go and sell? Mm-hmm. And I say, th- that is an inane question. How would you feel if you went to your doctor? And your doctor said, look, 
would you like me to diagnose what's wrong and give you a script or do you want me to fill in my patient record system? So, well, I want you to do both. You're a professional. It's like a pilot saying, do you want me to fly the plane or do you want me to fill in the logbook? I want you to do both. You're a professional. So the challenge for the employer is to implement CRM in a way that enables the seller's process. But how can you claim to be a professional if you don't use your system of record on, on which you're executing your profession? It's just crazy. I've had sellers, I've rung sellers, I've rung their mobile phone number, their cell phone number, and you just get this automated telco thing, you know. Uh, you know, at the sound of the tone, press your, one. your message will be converted from voice to oh, text. And you go, horrible. did I ring the wrong number? Is this, And I'll say to them, hey, look, I really think you need to set up a voicemail greeting. Oh, yeah, I can't figure out how to do that. And I just feel like f- you need to be fired. Like, yeah, face palm. <laughs> how can... <laughs> How can you not know Good how to Lord. use the most basic technology? <laughs> right, so... Um, Voicemail's been around for... You, know, <laughs> you know, I don't know how to turn on out-of-office assistant or, you know, whatever those things are. But 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 you can't be a Luddite and survive in, the, in, in, in a modern world. So rather than, uh, you know, uh, focusing on all these exotic technologies that are coming, you've got technology, learn how to use it really well, right? Learn how to use technology at home, the, the internet of things, all of the things going on just take the time it's not that hard if we take the time to figure it out Um, but just think how can i apply the technology i've got to make me more effective than my competitors hashtag optimize yourself yeah i like that one that's good yeah Yeah, i like it (laughs) (laughs) we might use that one too yeah yeah. (laughs) um so if if i'm part cyborg yeah you know what does a day in the life look like uh well let, let me paint your picture in the future that i talk about in the book so um, let me tell you about some technology that has been out for years and most people don't don't even know. So in 2018, uh, Google revealed Google Duplex and they showed this live on stage and they played a recording of an AI phoning a restaurant and, and a hairdresser. A and yeah, a hairdresser. That's it, yep. Um, and w- when the AI called, now these AIs, you can have, you know, about 37 different accents nationalities gender yeah yep. all of this right so you, you, you can have the crazy aussie accent or the, or the or the, With the twang or, or the midwestern accent or or a howdy or a cockney accent yep, out, out of the uk no, exactly <laughs> but anyway but the thing is this ai phoned and was dealing with staggering um ambiguity in the conversation this this lady from the chinese restaurant very heavy accent very hard to understand. She wasn't understanding what the AI was asking for. You know, say, saying, "Can I book a table for seven p.m.?" Oh, a table for seven people. I shouldn't mock someone's accent at all, but 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 I yeah, you do that in Australia, right? But but I was struggling to understand what's being said. The AI could absolutely understand. Mm-hmm. So if you think an AI could phone and confirm your appointments mm. for you, right? Imagine all of that. Yes, please. Right, um, all of those things are incredible. There's there's AI that can be watching. One of the things with with COVID and all of the remote selling over Zoom and digital platforms is. You could, you could plug in an AI that's watching the Zoom call if you can get the other person to turn their camera on. There's a, there's a human skill that'll help you augment your tech skills. But if you could get them to turn the camera on, the AI could be watching it'll, it could, and it can tell you, are they being honest with you? Were they really engaged? The AI could be transcribing the conversation. It'll help you do the confirmation email. It'll put those, those as case notes in your CRM system against the call. It can even update the forecast. It'd be able to listen in and the person says, oh, yeah, no, uh, the CEO's on holidays that week. You know, we won't be able to get this signed off until the following week and it just update the CRM for you. So um, these things are all possible today 
what's missing is a lot of the orchestration. Um, so the technology is incredible. And for people that go, look, you know, computers will never be as smart as machines. Um, probably the most staggering thing that's, that's happened in the last few years was, uh, was, was AlphaGo um, that actually won the game of Go against the 18-time 18, the 18 world champion of Go. And for those who don't know the game Go, it's re really more of a, a ch Chinese and Eastern game. It's two and a half thousand years old as a game. There's more options, more potential moves in that game than there are atoms in the universe, right? So it's one thing for a computer to beat Kasparov in chess, you know, a long time ago. Go is a whole other ball game. And there was a thing called Move 37 that happened in one of the five games. And Move 37 was a move that there was only a one in 10,000 chance that a human would have ever made. Uh, Go taught itself to play the game. And it's now it's now unbeatable. Uh, you know, uh, if if you have a look at Watson that won Jeopardy, you know Jeopardy's a bizarrely tough game. It's it's uh, it's abstract language intelligence to to figure out and and decide what the weird context is of questions. There's no Jeopardy player that can beat IBM Watson at Jeopardy. So you know, computers have now passed the Turing test. If you want to measure it in terms of can a computer deceives someone to, to make them think it's a person with fake empathy, but you know computers aren't really human. But we live right now in narrow AI for task automation. We'll move into general AI in the next sort of 20 years. Um, and it's a, it's a debate about whether super AI will ever be here, but, but self-aware AI. I think so. I think, you know, the, what do they call it? The... Yeah, the, the singularity. Singularity. The singularity, Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big propensity... Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in it. Um, yeah. I think, however, the prospect of of being left out of that is probably what scares me more than anything. Yeah, Sharky, and it's a thing that we should be worried about because um, what's happening in society is is polarization. Um, there's a bigger gap between the haves and the have-nots, between the wealthy and the poor, between the privileged and not privileged. Um, educated, and uneducated, educated and, and uneducated. Um, uh, there's there's all of these divisions, and uh, and there, there's a lack of empathy in the world, and it's getting worse because mm. people are living in their own Google bubble. A lot of people don't know what the Google bubble is. I know you do, but for those listening, uh, if you jump on your computer and Google yourself, uh, the results you get back are not at all representative of what would happen if someone else did that search. Google knows that you're interested in you online. And if you search, you know, the term Star Wars, it knows straight away whether you're a sci-fi fan, it knows whether you're in, in, interested in the Kardashians, you know, having fights, uh, or whether it's the missile defense system. It just knows. It knows which of those things at a context level. And it, and it also knows whether you're positive or negative. That was the thing with Trump in the US. Mm. You know, if you're a Trump hater, you'd search and get all this confirmation. Confirmation bias would all mm. come back to show you you're right. If you're a supporter, you did your search, you get all this stuff come back that showed you that, that you were right. And people go, what's wrong with the other side? Are they all stupid? Well, now everybody's being served the things that the algorithms think they want Life to see. Life is curated now. It is, and that's not good because we need to get good at listening to people with a different point of view mm. and thinking, do you know what? I don't agree, but you know, it's good to understand where they're coming from. Yep, and that's healthy. It is, it is, and that's part of being human. So. Tech will eventually be able to f fake empathy. Uh, there's a really good sci-fi movie for those listening to this called Her. Love uh, it. It's, it's such a good... Oh. <laughs> it's a very, very funny scene very when, the, when the AI comes to life yes. and surprises him. 
but uh, but but all of this tech is real. So the the thing is, we we need to embrace the technology and f- and figure out which of the tech stack can really improve my own effectiveness, and then I will go and focus on the truly human elements, right? That computers will never be able to do. And if I can blend those two things together. That's how I de-risk, you know, my, my own sales career and my own future. And, and the book goes into great detail on how to do that. And that's authenticity, integrity, values, it all is. the emotion of being human. Yeah, it's a sense of humour, storytelling, ability, the ability to be truly creative, you know, help someone navigate politics, create a business case, get everybody on board inside the organisation, manage, manage the change, understand mm. individual agendas, get them emotionally connected mm. to what's going on. Tech won't do that. Um, no. Right. So we so we need we need to play to our strengths. So, if you haven't already, get out and buy the book. Tech powered sales, uh, co-authored Tony Hughes and Justin Michael. Justin Michael, amazing yeah. uh, thought leaders in this space. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Shana. <laughs> Thanks, Tony.